Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1371, Cross-Sex Friendships, Hazardous to Your Mental Health, by Dr. Dylan Selterman of Loves.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator here with you every single day of the week, and happy to do it. This time, I've got a really cool article for you from Loves.com, an article filled to the brim with research about friendships and what implications they might have on your mental health depending on who you're friends with, specifically through the lens of what gender your friends are. We're going to start the reading now, so sit back and relax as we optimize your life. Cross-Sex Friendships, Hazardous to Your Mental Health by Dr. Dylan Selterman of Loves.com A reader asked, Is it true that girls who have more guy friends than girlfriends are less likely to have anxiety and depression? What does research say about girls who have more guy friends than girlfriends? Interesting question. Before I respond in more detail, I'll cut to the chase. In my review of the existing research, I couldn't find a study that directly answers your question about whether having more opposite sex than same-sex friends raises psychological health in women. However, This is what we do know from the research. Opposite sex or cross-gender friendships amongst heterosexuals can be challenging to maintain, but they're also very valuable for a number of reasons. We've written about these relationships before. For example, managing a platonic friendship if one or both parties feel some attraction, which is common, can be tricky because of the inevitable tension, and a lot of these relationships are characterized by at least some degree of attraction. However, Having opposite-sex friends also gives people joy and fulfillment, as well as a different perspective on the world that they simply can't get from a same-sex friend. For example, opposite-sex friends talk to each other about a greater variety of topics than same-sex female friends. Females who prefer opposite-sex friends feel that they're more caring, trustworthy, and supportive, but also provide more narcissistic benefits compared to same-sex friends, measured by items like, my friend gives me undivided attention. This could have implications for how people feel about themselves in terms of confidence and self-worth. Now, since your question was focused on females, let's talk about this a bit more. Friendships among females are somewhat paradoxical. On the one hand, they can be very beneficial because women tend to be more empathetic and affectionate with each other, and value intimacy more than men do. Women tend to be very supportive when their female friends are under stress. They engage in what psychologists refer to as tend and befriend behaviors. This means that women respond to each other's needs by forming friendship alliances 
and comforting one another during difficult times. Women are more supportive and open in their friendships than men, which would suggest that they're less vulnerable to depression and or anxiety. On the other hand, women can be competitive with each other, especially in the dating game. One study found that among female friend pairs, when one friend was less attractive than the other, the less attractive friend reported feeling greater rivalry in the friendship. Women also expect a lot more from each other than men do. Women have higher standards for their friends, and thus, there is a greater chance of experiencing conflict. Women also gossip with each other more than men do. What's more, females tend to tell each other about their negative emotions more than males. This process of sharing and stewing in negative emotions with friends is referred to as co-rumination, and it's not very healthy. Some psychologists believe this is one reason why females are more prone to emotional distress and disorders, like major depression, compared to males. Not only are they experiencing negative emotion, but they're sharing it with each other, which amplifies the distress. This may appear somewhat contradictory to the research showing that women are more supportive and comforting than men. In fact, both are true. Women tend to discuss and ruminate over negative emotions together more than men, while at the same time showing higher levels of support and affection. In this case, musing or ruminating over negative emotions is a dysfunctional coping strategy. Given that girls tend to co-ruminate more than boys, having male friends to balance them out, in theory, would enhance girls' mental health. However, this is not the case. Some research shows that girls co-ruminate just as much with male friends as they do with female friends, and boys co-ruminate significantly more with their female friends compared to their male friends. So much for that theory. Here's a money quote from the study authors. Quote, It is possible, then, that females are simply more inclined to co-ruminate in a variety of relationships, whereas males may only significantly increase their co-ruminating behaviors when their closest confidant is a female friend. End quote. One study came close to directly addressing the issue of good versus bad proportions of opposite versus same-sex friends. In research on adolescent girls, having a greater proportion of opposite-sex friends, boys, to same-sex friends, girls, was associated with more antisocial behavior, like a quick temper or physical or verbal aggression. This suggests that girls with a higher ratio of male-to-female friends are less mentally healthy. However, antisocial behavior is not the same thing as depression and or anxiety. And also, this is still not the same as saying that they had more male friends than female friends. In this sample, the vast majority, 75%, of teenagers' friends were same-sex friends. Furthermore, the overall effect was different depending on whether the girls experienced puberty early or later in adolescence. For girls who developed at a younger age, they were much more likely to have older, possibly more rebellious male friends, and to be more antisocial compared to the girls who matured later on. Finally, it's important to remember that correlation does not equal causation. The authors of this study did not suggest that friendship networks cause antisocial behavior. Actually, it was the reverse. The authors discussed early maturation, puberty, and antisocial behavior in teenage girls as the variables that predict having a large percentage of male friends. Other research shows that adolescent girls with a male best friend were more antisocial, more likely to steal or lie to others, than girls with a female best friend. The important thing to remember here is that the nature of friendships changes dramatically in the teenage years, 
and it's totally normal to have opposite-sex friends. But having an opposite-sex best friend may be more problematic, especially for girls. Those who act in a way that is atypical to their gender, like a girl who is one of the guys, may have greater social dysfunction because they experience gender policing, where they're stigmatized and picked on by their peers. To summarize, some research suggests that when women have a higher proportion of male friends compared to girls with a lower proportion of male friends, this can be problematic, although it's not clear that having lots of male friends causes any psychological dysfunction in females. Furthermore, some of the distress in adolescence that goes along with having lots of male friends may be due to stigma and bullying from peers and have nothing to do with the friendship itself. Future research could also investigate more of the possible benefits to having opposite-sex friends. You just listened to the post titled, Cross-Sex Friendships, Hazardous to Your Mental Health? by Dr. Dylan Selterman of Loves.com. And a really interesting read from Dr. Selterman today. Thanks to him and the, uh, and the team of researchers for all that information, in spite of it maybe not having the conclusivity that I feel some had hoped for, or conclusiveness, I think is the word. <laughs> um, one thing that really struck me in this article was the, the note about excessive ruminating being an unhealthy coping strategy. Whether it's in a romantic relationship or a friendship, of course it's encouraged, perhaps by no one more than me, to identify and name difficult feelings so that they can be expressed and processed with the support of someone who cares. But if you do find that over an extended period of time of doing this, that your distress has managed to increase, consider what a healthy middle ground may look like. Maybe you only turn to one or two confidants instead of three or four. Maybe you set specific time aside to reflect on such things rather than letting it permeate. Or uh, maybe you consider how the nature of these conversations could be changed in such a way that they're only about the exchanging of new progressive ideas as opposed to recycling the same pain without any action tied to it. I don't know. It appears that even expression and communication may have a, uh, a sweet spot in which too much causes more pain than pleasure. And if you're serious about your relationships, either with yourself or with others, it's worth being mindful of. Definitely something I could stand to work on myself. So, thanks again to Dr. Selterman for all that info and all that research. It's time to wrap up another episode, so enjoy the rest of your day, my friends, and do be sure to come on back tomorrow where I'll have another post to read for you and where your optimal life awaits.